relationships and really speaking on divine relationships and how all God's plan has worked this all together. So let, let's look at our theme scripture and read it together. Two are better than one. Let's stop right there. Give somebody a high five and say it takes two. Okay? It takes two. It's not about you. It's going to take two. All right? In order for life to come, it's going to take two. I heard somebody say it takes two to make a thing go right. Huh? And that was the song. There used to be some good music that's talked about something. Let's read it one more time. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Two come together, husband and wife. She goes into labor, and here come the reward. Life, right? God said if two could come together, the reward is much better. So no matter what your differences are, just know that coming together will make it better. Amen? All right, today's lesson is coming from Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 14. Ephesians 2, 14. If you have your Bibles, turn. If not, the writing's on the wall. The Word of God it will be on the wall. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to feast at your table. Thank you for creating the hunger in us that we would want to hear. So touch our ears, our, our hearts, our minds. Bring us into a oneness that we may hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And we declare that we are your church. So, Lord, come and speak to our hearts that we will be changed today. That we'll have a greater love for you and a greater love for one another. And as I stand, Lord, I ask that you would humble me, that your spirit may elevate. And come, Lord, and preach and teach us. You cried out through John in the wilderness. Now let us hear you. We love you and we thank you, Lord, and I surrender and ask you, Father, to have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse number 14, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, broken down the wall from Jews and Gentiles. He says, that's done. Amen. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in the ordinances 
so as to create in himself one new man. So as to create in himself one new man. So as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity, and he came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. He says he came and preached to those who were way out there and to those who wasn't so far out there but needed him nevertheless. He came and preached Peace. He came and preached peace. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off to those who were near. For through him, say it's in him. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Okay, we got it? All right, here we go. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Hallelujah! Yes, Lord. That's you. Mm-hmm. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom, in whom you also, you also, you tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. You also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Mm -hmm. There's purpose for God bringing us all together. Uh, Looking back at verse 15, it says, in the middle of the verse, it says, so as to create in himself one new man. Uh, I want to make this personal this morning. I want you to just focus on this. Say, there's a new me. There's a new me. me. Mm -hmm. The old you is dead. Mm -hmm. Say, the old me is dead. The old me is dead. Throw your shovel away because ain't going back to the cemetery after today. We're not going to dig you up again because the old you is dead. Amen. Amen? Amen? All right. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> For he himself is our peace. Um, the writer says that Jesus 
he himself is our peace. Prior, prior to that, he, he talks about um, what Jesus did for us through his blood. He redeemed us. It talked about none of this would have happened unless Christ died on the cross. He brought redemption to us to bring us into a relationship whereby, whereby there was once um, the Jews and the Gentiles and the Jews were the chosen people of God and the Gentiles were the ones who were far off from God. I don't know what spectrum you sat in before God met you, whether you were close to God. What I mean by that is that you were going to church. You were going to church and sitting in a church building, but had not become the church. Or you were way out there at the crack house, hanging out. Uh, I'm talking way out there, um, drunk, um, stumbling, slipping in and out of beds that you had no business being in. I'm talking far off. Uh, God says that I, I, I came when I came and my blood came. It came and it cleansed. Listen, the ones who were way out there, as well as the ones who were sitting in the church but had no church in them. He said, my blood, my blood did all of that. While you were yet, while you were yet just sitting there playing the role, a whole lot of us went to church for many a years but had never become the church. And see, the church was around you, and you were sitting inside of the church building, but the church had not entered you yet. But when Christ Jesus' blood began to flow in you, that gave you a new birth and made you now a citizen, a citizen of the kingdom, which means that now you have a brand new culture. So then, so then we realize that having a new culture, that means that there was once an old culture. So what you do once you become new is pretty much going to be up to you to a certain extent. Uh, you will either excel in your blessing or be delayed in your blessings. Um, the, the writer writes about this new you. I heard, I heard the song. I heard them singing the song. Um, and he said, <clears throat> all, the old is gone. I have all things new. I'm declaring that my, my, my past is over. And all things are now new. And so then, and then he goes on to say, I'm moving. I'm moving forward. And so when Christ saves you, he gives you his spirit so that you can move forward. And see, we, too many of us have a rearview mirror. When God is moving you forward, you keep remembering who you used to be and put your attitude in it. And now, instead of going forward, you are doing what Michael Jackson used to do, that backslide thing, and we'll start going in the wrong direction. So then you could be new, but not moving in the newness in which you were created to move in, and the reason why you would move in the wrong direction is, is because you are not embracing the new you, you are still holding on to what's old. The old you will focus on what happened to you. The new you will focus on what's happening in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old you, the old you will focus on what you can put on. The new you will focus on what you can give out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, 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 that old you, that old you 
uh, will have an attitude that uh, is not becoming of you. In other words, an old you will have an attitude that will make folks run away from you. But the new you will have an attitude of gratitude will bring people into you. I just want to talk to you about the old and the new because sometimes we get it twisted. But the writer says, he says, remember, remember, remember. Remember, why, why does a writer tell us to remember old uh, instead of focusing on the new? Well, because, let me help you for a minute, because if you understand that you were once in a place of oldness afar off, that it was, it, listen, that it was only through the power and the blood of Christ that you became new, that your reference point to everything will point to Christ instead of to you. So, so the writer says, remember that Christ saved you. Remember that his power entered you. Remember that you were tore up from the floor up and didn't know how to get up. But when Christ came into you, it changed everything. Hallelujah. It changed everything so dramatically that when Christ came into you, you had so many problems and you didn't care. You were so happy on what was happening on the inside that it didn't matter what was going on on the outside. And do you know that you were flowing in the new you? Just flowing. Didn't know no scripture, but was just flowing. And just happy. Not knowing nothing except that Jesus is in me. I'm saved. And you were happy. And then you went to, you kept coming to church and you learned some scripture. Then all of a sudden, you start thinking you know a bit more than somebody else. And then you hook up with somebody. And they got issues. And you forget that your issues were worse than their issues. And the only thing that delivered you from your issues was the blood of Christ. And you, listen, you're so busy looking back at how you used to be and forgetting that it was Christ who saved you that now you have power to save somebody else that you begin to focus on what is old instead of focusing on what is new. Whoa. Go ahead and say, I'm new. I'm new. You know, the scripture says you cannot put new wine in old wineskin because the old wineskins will bust because of the new wine. And so, and so, and so Christ comes in and he begins to dwell. He begins to dwell. He begins to dwell. He begins to dwell in you, which now takes you from one wineskin into a whole new wineskin. Somebody say culture. culture. And so then you leave this earthly culture of the old mind. And so culture, in, in, a, in a culture... Uh, people do things that when I went to when I went to the Bahamas, their culture was a lot different. I happened to show up on a day called Labor Day. Here on Labor Day, we go to picnics, right? We get with our family. We, we barbecue. When we think when, when I think Labor Day in the U.S., I think barbecue. Family and friends and barbecue, potato salad, apple pie. In the Bahamas, when I got to the Bahamas, they wouldn't think about none of that barbecue. Well, no barbecue. They had shut down everything. Everybody was out in the street, and they were dancing and praising God 
for allowing them to have another day and blessing them all throughout the year that they were able to labor and, and still be in good health. Why? Because that was a part of their culture. Now, if I would have showed up over there and said, hey, man, look, we're going to cue today, they probably looked at me like I was crazy because I didn't fit into their culture. Everybody has different cultures. When I went to China, their culture was different. Man, when they got ready to celebrate New Year, they were, they were praying to a God. And I, I literally, they were praying. Let me tell you something about the, the powers in the air. Don't think that Satan don't have no power. Because they were praying to a God that was foreign to me. And I was standing there looking at what was happening. And literally, you, you ever take a boiled egg? You can take an egg that wasn't boiled and just stand it up on the point of the egg. And the egg didn't even topple over. For a certain amount of time during the day, they could take eggs and put them in place because the powers that they were celebrating, those forces had power to hold those eggs in place. And I began to look at it and said, wow, don't think that the enemy don't have no powers. He has power, but he don't have no power over you. Amen. The only way he gets power over you is you're going to have to hand it to him. And if you give him the power, then he, the very thing that you give him, he's going to turn around and whoop you with it. Oh, get this. So, so we understand, we have to understand that there is an old you and a new you, and you have to understand that there's a new culture. So your new culture, the old you lusts for the things of the world. The new you lusts for the things of God. So God created you to be in relationship with him. The old you was in relationship with you. As a matter of fact, you used to wake up every day to please you. You had an agenda to meet your needs. You had an agenda to be satisfied. And if anyone failed you in that area, you would snap the relationship because it did not please you. And so, therefore, there have been relationships that you have been in and out of because you were a self-pleaser. So God wants, listen, God wants us to be in relationship with one another, but we will always fail in every relationship unless we are in relationship with him first. So then he says, I'm going to move. And so he gives us his move through Christ Jesus and his spirit comes into us which gives us a new family. And he calls us members of the family, which means that we all have a part of his body. So he says, I'm bringing all of this together. But first you have to understand that you're a new man. Somebody say, I'm new. If you're new, you have to understand that the former lust that you had do not have you. Let me talk to these people over here because I think they got it. The former lust that you had do not have you. Amen. Because, because, because when you, listen, if you mess around and do something that you're not supposed to do, the first thing that the powers of this world is going to tell you is that it owns you. But nothing owns you except for the blood of Christ who purchased you. You are now brand new. 
and the old things will never satisfy you again. It is a trick of the enemy. The only thing that can please you now is God. Try it if you want to. Go back and smoke that joint. I guarantee you it will be the worst high you ever had. Stuff ain't no good for nobody. When you become new, it says all things are new. Behold, all things, other things have passed away. Everything else is gone. And so once you become new, you have to focus on new. So what is new? You have a new culture. Underneath the law, it said, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. The law, the law, underneath the law. He tells us what we cannot do, knowing that we didn't have the power to fulfill that law. What man could obey God's laws? And God looked at it and said, okay, let me give you a new you. Because under your current state, there's no way you can obey me. So he gives us his spirit. Now we become citizens of the kingdom of God. Which means you have a new culture. So what you have to do, if you have a new culture, if you're going to go and move to the Bahamas, you're going to have to turn in your U.S. citizenship and learn the cultures of where you live. In the same way, if you're going to be a child of the king, you're going to have to turn in your world citizenship and learn the laws of the kingdom. Because if you break the law, you can get locked up. And some of us have been locked up by some stuff before. I just want to talk to the few people who will admit they broke a few laws before. When they knew better, they didn't do better and found themselves in a bad situation because they broke the law. So then, preacher, help us with the law. Uh, Galatians 5, 22. So because he gives us this law of the spirit. Now, now, now get this, if you operate in the law uh, of the kingdom, the, the new you, if you operate in that, uh, you, listen, this new law, uh, you have fruit. Your, your spirit man should operate in. Do you realize that you can give out all the love you want and never go to jail for it? Uh, has anybody ever been locked up for loving? Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. So, wait, wait. You can give out joy. You, you, you can give out joy. If you operate in joy, do you realize you'll never get locked up for operating in joy? I, I, I want to talk to the new you. Uh, I'm talking, I don't want to talk to that old you that be frustrated. Just mad. And walk around being, oh, why, why are you mad? Well, he didn't pay attention to me. Oh, oh they didn't do this or they didn't do that. Uh, well, they didn't do it because you are not operating where you need to operate. And God will get your attention by putting somebody in your life that will give you something that will make you call on him. Oh, wait a minute. 
wait, 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 wait. We belong to the kingdom. In the kingdom, there's a king. Oh, wait a minute. The king. When the king, oh, I, I noticed this uh, in, in English when I went to London. I stood outside, but when the king, when, he, when the, the king, the king, the prince comes out, and everybody who's seen the prince come out, when the prince came out, everybody bowed down because they were giving him the attention. So how much attention are you giving King Jesus? Because we do good when it's all good. Huh? We, we, look, we'll do good when it's all good. What kind of good? Good for yourself. Do you realize God don't get the best from you until he puts trouble in your life? Huh? God said, I know what to do to get their attention. Last time I put some hurt in their life, they began to call on me. They began to worship me. They began to tell me how much they needed me. But the moment things get all good in your life, all of a sudden you forget about God. You are waking up in the middle of the night. Oh, God, I need your help. But now you're asleep all the way through and even go to noontime and think of nothing about God. But God says he wants the new you. And if God wants the new you, he knows how to put trouble in your life to get the new you out of you. And all of you who get laxed in God, I'm going to tell you something. Whether you're two or 82, God knows how to get the better out of you. Shout, there's a new me. And so, uh, the new you, uh, the next one is peace. You know, I, I hear people tell me, uh, I just want peace. Uh, you know, Pastor, I'm going through this, but I just want peace. Is there anybody in here that just want peace? It, look, look, if, if, if God, God, if you don't do nothing, just, just let me have peace. So, Sometimes sometime you forget about wanting money and stuff. You just want just peace. God, look, just give me peace in my house. I, I, I just want peace. Well, what the word said that Jesus is peace. So what you're really saying is, I just want Jesus. Whenever you feel that there's no peace, that means that you have made Jesus absent in the new you. And then, well, well, well no, that's not true because no, it is true. Because you're talking about all your trouble. And he is the solution to all your trouble. So no matter how big your trouble is, it is never bigger than the Christ that dwells in you. And the only reason why that trouble is still there is because you are not operating in the new you. Do you know he has given you his spirit? And if you operate in his spirit, you have, listen, you become all this power that's in you. Now you can change the atmosphere that is around you if you're operating in the power. Or you operate in the thing that's troubling you. Most of us have a problem in this area. No, I don't preach it. Well, yes, you do. Let me help you. Because, because how can you give anything or any person 
power to control your attitude. Well, I'm mad because they did this. Okay. You're letting me know that a person dictates how you behave? Wait a minute. You're a citizen of the kingdom. The one who should be dictating how you behave is the king that dwells in you. But the reason why he is not operating you is because you are operating in the old. Now check this out. If you understand that everything is changing, but God never changes. Do you, do you know they came out with the Pentium 2 when the computers first started? We're going to elevate with the Pentium 2, and they put this new CPU, central processing unit, in the, 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 the computer box. And, and so, so then there was so much memory coming in that the computer box started malfunctioning. And so they said, we have to come out with a new CPU. So they came out with the Pentium 4. Right? And then now, now they got all, then they came out with the 512, and now the 1 gig, and I'm coming out with all this stuff to fit inside of the box, to hold memory and perform according to what they put in it. Uh, that is what God did with you. The old you had a CPU that was limited. But he said, I got to create a new you. And he put his spirit in you, which is limitless. So that now he can operate you in the areas of where you couldn't perform before. Because he's in you, you can perform in greater areas and in greater dimensions because the central processing unit is no longer you. It's the power of God that's dwelling in you. And now you have got to come out of your limited mind and release an unlimited spirit to take over your unlimited mind so that you can be limitless. God didn't call you to operate where you are. Well, I'm tired. What do you mean you're tired? How many in here are tired? Good question. Right. Tired of hearing folks say I'm tired. I mean, tired. The words don't say you tired. It says, well, I've been waiting a long time. Well, what you waiting on? I'm waiting on this and I'm waiting on that. Well, that's the problem. Because the word says they that wait upon the Lord. I want to talk to the people that are waiting on the Lord. Because when you're waiting on the Lord, you don't get tired. Because he renews your strength while you're waiting on him. Now, 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 now get this. He said, so there's a, a culture change. Say I'm being changed. I'm being changed. So we, we see how we're supposed to operate, but we have the tendency to operate in our old self. And in Galatians 20, it talks about the old self. You have all these former lusts. And those are called people pleasers. Mm -hmm. 